Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hope you have had a wonderful week. Thank you so much for rejoining our podcast. Of course, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And uh, today, our podcast is entitled, We, Not Me. Again, We, Not Me, very simplistic in nature. I actually created uh, this talk and this concept about a year and a half ago when I was uh, doing a talk for a particular school district on team building and their entire uh, transportation department. And I did, I created this talk on teamwork and camaraderie and unity and things like that. And I thought, you know what, it's a, it's a great thing for us as well in recovery. And so back in July, earlier July, it was actually a blog of mine. So today I'm reworking it. So it's not, um, uh, too uh, repetitive or boring for you, um, and I'm sort of representing it, uh, but keeping the title the same, We Not Me. And my hope, really, and desire for us today is to understand our personal power. Uh, if you listen to a Tuesday's podcast on We Have Met the Enemy, and it is uh, shame, um, I did discuss on uh, personal power, how we need to use personal power words to replace words of shaming. Um, but it really is just to understand our, our personal power, our personal responsibility, and how it affects our personal performance. When, when that happens and, and those areas uh, in our life are in alignment, the me, I believe, this is my view, the me translates to the we almost automatically. Again, let me, let me repeat this statement. When our personal power, personal responsibility, and, and our hope is, is built up, it, it does affect our personal performance. When, when that happens and we come to a complete understanding of these areas, and we become in alignment from the inside out. Now, it's just alignment on the inside because we need to now translate that to the outside as we engage in this world on a personal and professional level. The me translates to the we. Now, prior most all of you know that I, in my recovery, I came up to the ranks of Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and I actually qualified for so many programs. Went to GA first, and uh, as, a, as a bulimic and a compulsive overeater, I went to OA, uh, addicted to pornography. I learned much uh, about the aspects of, uh, of, um, uh, of addiction and sexual addiction and SA and, and, uh, and of course, uh, NA, and, uh, and, but I finally settled on AA because my primary, everything wrapped around my alcohol, everything that I did, every negative behavior and other negative substances um, 
various types of drugs, all of them, uh, came from my addiction to alcohol. Uh, so I, I like the fact that you solve one because all the principles that are in AA are in all the others. So you solve one over time, you solve the others. That's my personal uh, uh, sharing on recovery and that type of recovery. Having said that, I was one of the most selfish and self-centered people on the planet. I really was. I quickly learned that that taking and applying the 12 steps of recovery would require me to move from me to we. You, you know what I'm saying? The 12 steps would require me to do that. When, when you look at the steps of recovery, and also if you're coming at this from a religious or more structured um, format, um, in, in the monotheistic religions of the world, and even my friends at the Buddhist network will tell you, you want to feel better about yourself, go help somebody else, right? So every step, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and all forms of recovery, secular recovery, 12-step uh, based, are about we, us, and our we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our life had become unmanageable. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood God. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Right? We were entirely ready to have God remove these shortcomings. Humbly asked him, to remove these defects of character, right? We made a list of all persons we had harmed, made a list of all persons we had harmed and made and made, and, uh, made a list of all persons we had harmed. Um, uh, and then in step nine, we made a list to all people we had harmed except when to do so would injure them or others, right? And, and so on with the steps. Everything is about we, us, and our. So even tradition one of Alcoholics Anonymous talks of our common welfare, right? Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Again, moving from we, moving to we from me, right? And I am so grateful for everyone who came before me. They understood it was we, not me. And they helped me see this from day one. For this reason, for this reason, I will always be grateful. And this is just to name a few. Eddie, Buddy, Steve, Scott, Will, Texas Mike, of course, my dear beloved deceased uh, sponsor, Jack. Pete the Greek, Russian Ted, Doc Irv, Max B, Tom Bennett. And again, this is just to name a few. To this day, all except those who have passed on remain near and dear to my heart. I'm still in contact with these people. Who's on your list? I, I did a, a talk a while back, a podcast a while back on... Uh, 
who's in your five, right? You remember that? Uh, and some of these were actually in my five. So before we get too far into this, on the deeper into this on the we, not me, let's take a look at gratitude. And I, and I think you'll see how this ties together. Per Webster, the definition of gratitude is an emotion of the heart excited by a favor or benefit received, a sentiment of kindness or goodwill towards a benefactor, and thankfulness. And I really love this definition because it expresses what helps me and what it does for we. An emotion of the heart, my heart, the emotion is, is goes outward. I, I'm excited by a favor or benefit received that's usually someone else. It's a sentiment of kindness, and that can be inward or outward, or goodwill towards a benefactor. That could be someone else, or that could be me. And it, and it translates to me. It lets me know it's not about me because of what it does and what it represents for the we. So as we are internally grateful for the benefit of our job, we express externally to others for whom we work. So even in the workplace, that can be true. Everyone wins when I decide that what I am receiving has value. Everyone wins. Gratitude is an emotional thankfulness that helps strengthen and further promotes the we. I have found, and maybe you have as well, I have found it easy to be grateful for the obvious or, or large events, right? I mean, it's, it's just the elephant in the room, you know? But it's rare to find the obvious or larger event opportunities to not be made up of smaller incremental pieces. Have you found that to be true? Usually things that are large and are of great consequence to us, it's because smaller things along the way have made them up, but we just happen to see it when it reaches its fruition, when it's completed. However, if we saw it more along the way, we could see it progressing, we could see it implemented slowly and over time, and we actually would have a greater sense of, of gratitude toward it. When, when I can do this, when I can translate and understand the things that are large as smaller, more incremental uh, additions to my life, uh, then gratitude becomes a part of my day throughout my day, rather than an occasional event. Here are some of the things that I believe and I would recommend to help ensure we live in the we and not in the me. You ready for these things? We start each day with a positive affirmation as to who we are as an individual. Start each day with a positive affirmation of who we are 
as an individual. I believe that this is a, an internal position that must be taken and should be separate from our external environment. And so much of this is strengthening who we are, we as an individual, as a people. Because if you look at Stephen Covey's areas of alignment, you will find that everything starts with the personal to the interpersonal to the managerial and the organizational. For me to believe that I have value to the we, I must understand the importance and the strength of the me and how it incorporates and becomes part of the we. So I'm a contributor, not a hostage, nor a codependent. I believe that this whole position of a positive affirmation is an internal position that must be taken and separate from our external environment. Then the next thing I want to do, I want to perform a checkup from the neck up. And I want to do this on a regular basis throughout my day by developing a daily periodic routine of re-examining where I'm at emotionally, mentally, and physically. Very, very important here. One of the things that uh, I gleaned from Father Martin's uh, Chalk Talk years ago when I first heard it, Google it, it's, it's exceptional. <clears throat> he talked about the formula of I over E, intellect over emotion. And when we would add, in this case, alcohol, but certainly even any other negative behavior or, or self-serving practice, we then flip that formula and now we're operating emotionally over intellectually, which means our day is probably not going to go the way we ought to because it makes sense to, to uh, act intellectually with what makes sense to do or not do, right? It's like people, um, do you ever hear this thing called buyer's remorse? It's really a true thing because people buy, for the most part, as a former salesperson, I will tell you this. People buy emotionally and then defend it rationally. They buy emotionally and then they have to defend it rationally. Why not just operate the I over E to begin with? Find out where we are at emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Become what is known as a pre-active person. A pre-active person. Let me, let me explain that to you. A pre-active person is more than just a proactive person who makes a positive response to something that occurs in their life. Obviously, reactive. It's usually a spur of the moment. Reactive. Generally, unless it's jumping out of a in front of a bus or not reaching into you know a hot fire when something drops into it, for the most part, a reactive response is is a is a negative response. It's an e over i emotion, whereas a 
Proactive response is more of an I over E, intellect over emotion response. A preactive person has these things thought out in advance, and it, and it pretty much eliminates any negative or reactive position, and, and it almost ensures or assures us of a proactive position, but even a lot of times it prevents negative things from coming in our life because we're acting in a way that is an alignment which can negate negativity by making sure it doesn't even happen. When I have a particular attitude or approach to living, uh, it, and, and it's drawn off and without spending a lot of time there, if you ever studied the law of attraction and what we d draw to us and what we're drawn to you'll understand this preactive position even more so. The next thing I think is a good idea is be aware of who uh, your irregular people or your miserable people are and daily prepare for them because they can turn a sunny day dark. And again, anything that we need to take care of that would inhibit, restrict, or prevent us going from the we to me. Because I think every day we need to make a, a recommitment to the we and to, to make sure that irregular people aren't there to sabotage us. Or those miserable people, you know, uh, you've heard before that misery loves miserable company. Well, that's not always true. Misery just doesn't love any old company. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Misery loves miserable company. And that is more true. The next thing, make a point of helping someone else have a great day. Getting out of me can turn my whole day around. This is when we start transferring from the me to the we. Make it a point. Make it an active, conscious decision. Don't just rely on the subconscious or the emotion when I feel like it. Then it's not because it's the right thing to do. That's just because it's convenient. I want to do the right thing because it is the right thing to do. I told my children growing up, that's the definition of character. Character doesn't say, how do I feel about it? Character says, is it the right thing to do? And if it is, we do it. And helping others have a great day. It's always a good thing. It helps me understand the importance of the we. Because also what happens there is, if I do something because it's the right thing to do, oftentimes you recognize that. You reciprocate you acknowledge, and that's not why I do it, but that's more than often the response I get from others, which helps me feel better about me, which helps validate the we. The next thing, always know that there is a more negative side of the coin. Stay positive in our approach to the day. 
Even things that appear negative, <laughs> they can be worse. They just didn't happen to us. But they're out there negative happening to other people all day long. Always know that and, and helps us get grateful even sooner. Then finally, in terms of our obligation to the we, become known as a person who is always positive and one who looks on the bright side regardless of the circumstances. Don't you love being around people like that? When your we includes people who would take something that could be, not just appear, but likely is, negative, but they want to find the positive attributes about it, you know, who look on the bright side regardless of the circumstances. One of the most compelling examples I have of this is when my father died on August 1st of 1988. I was two and a half years sober. My dad had been sober a number of years by this time. And in that two and a half years of my sobriety, he and I had become the friends I had wanted us to become. I was so excited about going to visit him. I was managing the Black Angus restaurant in Fullerton, California, and I was driving to Las Vegas and getting all my work done so I could go away without being bothered and going to go hang out with my dad and, and play cribbage and just hang out and have a great time with my dad. And when my mom got home, we were going to play some three-handed pinochle and just have a wonderful time for six, seven days, just my dad and, and me and, and my mom. And I got there. To make a long story short, my dad died about a half hour, 15 minutes to a half hour before I got there. He was DOA at the North Las Vegas Hospital in Las Vegas, Nevada. That was a, that was a bummer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It sort of rocked my world. You know, he went to sleep to take a nap for when I got there and, and he never woke up. So instead of hanging out with my dad, I buried my dad. And even that circumstance, I knew enough about the power of the we, not to make it about me, pour me, pour me. Next thing you know, I was going to pour me another drink, right? That's what will happen with the poor me's. But I decided you know, to challenge God as I understood God, my higher power. My relationship with God was so strong and so built on trust because I had understood in those two and a half years what he had done for me in so many areas and what you had done for me and how powerful my we had become in two and a half years of reconciliation and, 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 and reinventing myself, right? And I understood by, based on what you taught me that if I could just stay out of the me and allow the we to take charge, I, me, would be okay. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity, and it did so in my personal life as well. So I said, God, as much as this sucks and as much as I hate this, if you get me through this this week, I will know that that there will never be a reason for me to drink again, right? And over after 34 and a half years now of total sobriety, that's still true. So 30, 32 years, just about now, because it was August 1st of 1988, 32 years ago, I challenged God 
to do for me what I could not do for myself. The me in me needed the we from you. That's what this whole thing is about. We need to understand the we and set aside the me. And I guarantee you, if we do this, the me won't be forgotten. The me will become more powerful in the we. I believe this as much as I believe in the air that I'm breathing. This is so relevant. This is so true. I hope it's relevant and true for you. I hope that you understand how important you are so important as the me that you will have value to the we. And once we have value to the we, the me becomes even more substantial than ever before. And when we are someone who came from nothing and was a nothing and I was going to be a nothing, having the power of the we, not me, makes all the difference in the world. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I'm so glad that you share our material with friends. I hear from people all the time. You are such a great encouragement to me, such a blessing. If I can be your life or sober coach, message me and let me know what that looks like. We'll work something out. We'll get this thing done. At the end of the day, I just want you to go from me to we, because we can really get well together. Thank you so much for joining Recovery Guy. Go to recoveryguy.org. Find me, the Recovery Guy, on Facebook. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Message me. DM me. Email me. Message my cell phone. I might be the easiest guy to reach on the planet. But we are here for each other. Remember, we are we, not me. Thank you so much today for joining this podcast. My name is Robert. And I am the Recovery Guy.